And lo and behold, God provided that. And that's why it's so important that you have a, a disciplined relationship with God where you commune with him every single day and you you ask, you learn, you, you discern from his Holy Spirit and guidance. And yes. it's just an amazing journey. You are listening to the Taking the Leap podcast with me, your host, Rachel G. Scott. This podcast is dedicated to inspiring you to take bold leaps of faith as we hear the powerful stories of both men and women from different industries and walks of life who obey God and took risks in exchange for heaven's rewards. As you listen, my hope is that their stories will give you the confidence you need to trust God as he leads you to your next leap. Now, let's learn a little about our next guest. Hey family, okay, before we dive into this episode, I want to share something with you. I want to do a series where I personally answer your questions about taking leaps. But here's what I need from you. I need some questions. (laughs) So I have two ways for you to send me questions. The first way is for you to DM me the questions on Instagram. So follow me on Instagram at I am Rachel G. Scott, R-A-C-H-E-L. And then you can send me your questions through text or you can even voice message me the questions that I can share. The second way is for you to email me, contact our Rachel G. Scott. Myself or my team will grab the email and review it. And then here's the thing. I won't share your name unless you indicate that it's okay for me to say, hey, it's Sally from Missouri. So tell me your name regardless, what state you're in, what country you're in, and then just give me your question. I'll read the question live on the podcast, and then I'll share with you what I would do if it were me. I want you to think of it this way as you are preparing these questions. You know how you are in class and there's always that student that asks a question that you really want to ask, but you didn't, and you're like, oh, thank you so much for asking that question. That's how I want this to feel. There's going to be some of you that step up and go ahead and ask a question that someone else really wants to know the answer to. And so if you could be that person, be that student for me. It's the teacher of me coming out, y'all. Be that student for me where you ask a question that I can share my wisdom from my own experience, from the journey of taking leaps to help you boldly take leaps of faith. So again, you're going to send it to me via Instagram DM as a voice or a text, or you're going to directly email me the question. All right. Sound good? Perfect. Let's hop in. This episode is sponsored by rgsgroup.media. Are you looking to build a personal brand, launch a podcast, or build your writer's brand? If so, we can help. rgsgroup.media is a brand agency that specializes in personal brand development for writers, podcasters, or those looking to launch a personal business or ministry. We offer brand services such as coaching, book cover, banner, and web design, just to name a few. To learn more about how we can help you build your brand, click the link in the episode show notes or visit rgsgroup.media today. That's rgsgroup.media. Now, let's get back to the episode. Well, welcome, Ken, to the podcast. Thank you so much for joining me. Oh, it's great to be with you today. Look forward to our conversation. Yes, it's going to be so good. I already know. I already know. So (laughs) if you could just start off by telling my listeners a little bit about you. Yeah, well, I currently have the privilege to serve as the president of Southeastern University. We are a networked university with over 200 campuses 
uh, nationwide. Actually, uh, in the world, we're also in uh, Moldova. We're in Brazil. We're uh, going into Argentina. So we're kind of uh, Uganda. We're we're all over the place providing uh, great education, faith-based education to amazing students that God sends our way. Prior to uh, becoming president, I was dean of the College of Ministry at Northwest University in Seattle, Washington. Prior to that, served as a pastor for 15 years. And prior to that, was in sports television. I uh, was a television sports anchor for 10 years, finishing my career in Los Angeles. I could hear the sports anchor in your voice. It's still there. It's still there. (laughs) And it will always be there. That's just who I am. (laughs) I love that. Now tell me, what leaps are we going to talk about today? I'd love to talk about leap number one and leap number four. That would be okay. So the fisherman and the shepherd's leap are the two that we're going to talk about today. Let's start by talking about, well, whichever one came first, whichever one came first. So definitely leap number one. And and what I'm going to say, I it was my first, I'm jumping and leaping into my first career, actually, but it, it is a career that follows my calling. Mm-hmm. Um, I can tell you that I had a mentor, and I'm so grateful. You need mentors in your life to guide you, to en- encourage you, empower you, who can also stand back and look at your life in total and say, wow, I see these things happening and the gifts mm-hmm. and and, and based on your experiences and so forth. But I had a mentor in my life. He said, this is the one thing that you need to follow every day of your life. Follow your, and we use the phrase, divine design. The way God mm-hmm. created you, he wired you, he gifted you, the passions that you have. If you follow that design, then you will be able to discern the open doors for you to take the leap that you need to take to yes. fulfill the God-called destiny that he has for you. Mm-hmm. And I remember when I was graduating from high school, at that time, I didn't know where I wanted to go to college, and I didn't know exactly what I wanted to study. But because of that mentor's voice in my life, he said, look at your gifts, your abilities, your passion, and follow that. And so at that time, I had a a, a great interest in working with people, serving people, loved that, and then also loved communication. And so I decided, well, if I I don't know for sure where I want to go to to college or or what major, I'm just going to follow that design so that I can step into what hopefully will be that first career that God has for me. But most importantly, that whatever that career is, that it is my calling, that it matches the way God designed my life. So I I enrolled in the local community college in Bakersfield, California. That's where I lived and had just graduated from high school. I was just 18 years of age. And I decided, you know what? I'm passionate about communication. I'm going to take some communication classes. One of the classes I took had to do with broadcast writing. And the professor happened to be the news director for the local NBC affiliate in Bakersfield. And uh, he started to see my passion, to see my work. And he said, you know what? I'd love to get you on as an intern at our local station. Would you consider doing that? Well, I said, let me think about it. And I immediately said, absolutely, I'm going to do that. So because, again, I'm following the career that seems to be what is my calling. And so I I started working at the, the station, worked there for about four months as an intern. The sports anchor, that's who they assigned me to, took a new job in San Francisco. Here, here it is. I'm 18 years of age. I'm going to take a leap because I'm sensing this is a career for me, but it's also my calling. I'm right. going to leap into this. So I went into the news director's office. I'm 18 years old. I said, I can do this job. Give me an opportunity to take this leaps if you, you know, and, right. and he, he kind of smiled and 
He said, well, you're just starting your education, but I tell you what, I like what I see, and I'm going to give you a chance to produce a show right on the on our set here at the NBC studio. And lo and behold, and again, I believe God orchestrates every step uh, of our lives. He hired me on the spot. Mm-hmm. I started at the age of 18 in television sports anchoring uh, you know, the, the evening news. So, you know, six o'clock and, and 11 o'clock on the West coast. And for the next 10 years, my calling, uh, in that career finishing, I ended up back in Los Angeles where I worked for NBC there covering all the major events from the 84 Olympics to all the, the, the great teams of LA, the Showtime Lakers, the Dodgers, you know, all of the, the great teams and a powerful, powerful journey. But I go back, I was able to leap into my first career that God had for me because I followed my calling. I followed my divine design and it allowed me to uh, discern the door that God opened up to step into that and then to live the life that he called me to live. That's so good. You said two key words, which are, what was it? Divine design. Divine design. Divine design and discernment. So I guess that was three, three keywords, divine design and discernment. And I I really believe that those are so important whenever we are making any kind of transition. But I want to say there are times where that can get cluttered because life is happening and we're having to do certain things that maybe that's not what we want to do, but we have to do that to to just sustain and to survive. Did you ever come into moments where you you felt just that that struggle or maybe that was near a transition where it was time for you to transition into something else? Yeah, I mean, I carefully and, and in fact, it's in my daily prayer life. I, I say, God, give me the spiritual discernment to discern everything that I experience every day, especially with the people that I'm going to come in contact. Help me to discern how I can share, encourage, empower. What do I learn from the people that I have the privilege to be around? How do they speak to me so that I can discern, again, God, what are you doing in my life so I can take the right make the right decision, take the right leap. And oftentimes I, you know, you're going to, you're going to have that pretty strong prevalent feeling and discernment, especially in transition time. And there will be times you just don't know, you discern, you know, certain things that, wow, I believe this is what God has, but here's what I ask for in those moments where it might not be as clarified as, as it should be, at least in my own thinking. I ask God, send me confirmation, provide a mentor that I have or a voice that will come alongside and say, you know, and I've had, I've had times when I was making a, a, a leap into a brand new career in, in pastoral leadership. I, again, was sensing God wanting to change my entire career from television now to ministry leadership. And people thought I was crazy because I'm at the top of the game. I'm in Los Angeles. I'm doing sports. I mean, you're set. Why would you want to do something like this? Well, first of all, we don't argue with God, how he wants to use us and and the way he designed us. Because I've always believed every time he calls us to make a new leap, it's because he wants to use you as a solution to something in this world, some issue, some challenge, some people group. and. And I remember, you know, God providing confirmation. And as I was thinking, yes, this is what God wants next in my life to, to be, to be involved in ministry leadership. I had a former pastor when I was in college who I, I had great mentorship from him, but he called me out of the blue and he simply said, Kent, God spoke to me that he's dealing with you about going into ministry leadership, specifically pastoring. Wow. You talk about confirmation because that's exactly what I, I knew God wanted, but I wanted, I wanted that 
secure confirmation. And lo and behold, God provided that. And that's why it's so important that you have a, a disciplined relationship with God where you commune with him every single day and you you ask, you learn, you you discern from his Holy Spirit and guidance. And yeah. it's just an amazing journey. Now tell me a little bit about when you did take that leap. Were you already in a sense pastoring in the role that you were in and you started to feel the nudge or did you just, okay, now I'm going to fully go into pastoring? How did that come yeah, about? It actually, yeah, I, again, because I love to work with people, I'm I'm going to be, ha- have that shepherding gift, if you will, or that, you know, I, I want to help people in every way. And especially, you know, introducing them into relationship with Jesus. And so, yeah, I definitely had that ministry element in my life. In fact, the, that station that I started in in Bakersfield, I literally over a year's time led that entire anchor team into relationship with Jesus. So it, it's it's because of that nature. Then I had a, and, and this is also what will happen when it comes time to transition and, and it will encourage your leap, if you will. I had a catalytic uh, event and God will use things. God may not cause things, but sometimes he allows, he allows things and he speaks to us through difficult circumstances. This was a difficult circumstance. My only sibling, my sister, she and her husband were youth pastors in the state of Missouri. And one evening they had dropped their youth group off from a, an event and they both were headed home and a drunk driver came around the corner, hit them head on. Both of them were killed instantly. Oh and God used that to speak to me about the reality of life and the eternal consequences of what life is all about. And and that, you know what, Kent, I've designed you in a way, I want you to be involved in ministry, that you can be a shepherd in a way that will help people into relationship with with God and, and understand the eternal consequences of what life is all about. And, uh, and, and so it was through that, that really brought that confirmation that yes, I need to step in and take that leap into a whole new career and, and ministry leadership. And that's when I did. And we, um, we went into Northwest Los Angeles and basically uh, planted a brand new church. And I was actually the pastor of that church for 10 years. So another wow. 10 years of, of career calling. So do you feel like God kind of works with you in those 10-year leaps or it just happened to work out that way? No, definitely working with me in in every leap and and every decade, if you will, of of service. There's no doubt about that. And and you see God's hand involved in every aspect of of those leaps. And and then I think longevity in, in that helps to confirm. Yeah, this is exactly why God put me here and what we're doing and the difference we're making and the solutions that we're bringing, kingdom solutions to communities and people's lives. And yeah, it's it's a great privilege to walk in that. Hey, family, I want to pause for a moment to tell you about a free Bible teaching series I've created. Listen, we are called to serve others. However, when we feel overlooked, unappreciated, undervalued, and unseen, it can be difficult to see the power that comes through the posture of servanthood. That's why I created a free seven-part teaching series entitled Mastering the Servant Mindset. In this teaching series, we will explore how God intends for us to serve on this side of eternity and how we can consistently operate with the heart of servanthood just as Jesus did. When our lives are surrendered to God, He will call us to serve His people. So let's learn how to do that well. Visit rachelgscott.com to sign up for the Mastering the Servant Mindset teaching series today. Now, let's hop back into our episode. 
You know, I love so much about your story because what I hear is that you were in this corporate setting. You, you know, you really had it all set up, like everything. And God said, okay, great, wonderful. Are you willing to do this for me? You know, and so did you feel like, this is going to sound strange, but I I really want to ask this question. Did you have a moment where you felt like it was a downgrade from what you were doing? Oh, absolutely. I mean, <laughs> when you're on, when you're on television every night and you're you're meeting these amazing athletes and and interviewing and and you are, I mean, yeah, it's you think, wow, this is a whole different environment and I'm not in in the limelight if you will, so to right. speak. But but again, you want to here's a here's a one of my favorite writers, Frederick Beekner, uh, American theologian writer said this once he said the place where god calls you is the place where your deep gladness and the world's deep hunger meet and when i started to face transition i felt that you know the place where god is calling me that began to be that deep gladness man this resonates with again what God has called me to do, the passions that he's given me, the gift set, the the experiences, the people, the confirmations that are coming in. And then after taking that leap, that deep sense of gladness begins to just enlarge in such a way that you just know without a doubt you are doing exactly, even though it may be totally different, even though it may not be in the limelight, like uh, you, you, my first calling, but you are making a difference and you're meeting deep need in the world. And that's to me, what brings the great confirmation in your life. That's so good. And I think that we need to be reminded of that, that that's how we reconcile within ourselves when God is calling us to do something that just doesn't feel natural to what we were already doing. We always think that, and I think we're trained that way. Like you go to school, you get a degree and you're going to do that thing the rest of your life. But in the kingdom, it works quite differently. We're doing whatever God calls us to do the rest of our life. And that's what our commitment is to. Right. Exactly. And and I think you also, along the journey, you have that mindset of stewardship. I need to be a good steward of my life because I look at it this way. God's gift to us is the way he made us. Our gift back to him is how we invest in our lives. And the more that we invest, you know, our discipline, you know, continuing to learn. I mean, when I made that that leap from from uh, the career of broadcasting into the career of ministry, I mean, my my undergrad was broadcast journalism. Well, now I'm a pastor. I want to be the best pastor that I can be. So I went back and and started learning again. Went back to to college and uh, and found a, a master's in theological studies that focused on what I thought were the three most important issues in in pastoral ministry. I think it's biblical studies. It's church history. It's practical leadership. And out of that, I begin to grow and develop in ways that I could truly be the leader that God called me to be in the local church. And uh, and that's an exciting journey. Do you feel like there are skill sets that you learned when you were in the limelight working in the station that in a way you're able to use in that season? Oh, you absolutely. were able to use. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, the the skill skilled set of of preparation, preparing, you, you know, the newscast. I, I looked at it like preparing messages, you know, because you're communicating to an audience, you're communicating to people. You want to to be clear, concise, and and in fact, my my journalism style, even how I I I've always manuscript messages, even though I may not always stay right to that manuscript, right. but 
it's, it's that discipline that helps you to make sure that your communication is strong, your communication is clear. So absolutely, uh, skill sets that I developed in broadcasting actually came over in fact, follows me wherever I go. Now, as a president, I use the same communication system in preparation, even down to the format I put everything in. I put it in broadcast format, which is a certain format that allows you to see the entirety in one. You don't have to follow it when you're reading, you know, you, you turn from left to right or whatever. It's all right in front of you and you can have it immediately to you. So even down to that kind of uh, science is is what I've used in all of my careers. Okay, so I, I want to transition and talk a little bit about your shepherd's leap and what brought that about? What did that look like? How did you process that type of transition? Yeah, well, it, it started actually with when I transitioned from pastoral leadership into the to the university administration career, which, and again, they build on each other. And And you can look back over your life and you can see all the things that you experience in your calling, in your career, God has ordained that. And you can see how he started building things in your life so that when he was ready to transition you into another career based on your calling, you're set to go. And, and because of my, my leadership in pastoral ministry, and we were able to take churches that were actually in decline and they were going to close the door, uh, we were able to replant or plant brand new, if you will. And and been and was very successful. God bless those those ministry opportunities. So out of the blue, again, oftentimes this is what happens in transition. Out of the blue, some someone will give you a call, or something will resonate with you. And I get a call out of the blue from the president of Northwest University in Kirkland, Washington, Seattle area, and he said, um, "I've watched your life and your leadership in the local church. We are raising up." in our College of Ministry and Theology, we are raising up brand new leaders that will go out into the world and serve the local church. We like the way you've approached how you do ministry. We want to teach students these models, and we think that you can come and create new curriculum, new design for our ministry students, and would you consider? And Long story short, we made that tr transition from uh, from ministry into uh, the university setting where I became a dean. And what a privilege that is. I mean, first of all, there's no greater privilege than coming along these amazing students that God sends your way to you know, help them discover their divine design right. so they can serve Jesus, they can serve the church, they can serve the world in whatever their calling is. So it was a great experience. And I was there six years in Seattle. Again, all on the West Coast. I pretty much grew up on the West Coast. That's That was where I was from. And lived. But now, six years later, after being dean at Northwest, six years later, I get another call out of the blue. And it's from the chairman of the search committee for a new president at Southeastern University. And again, said, we have followed your life, your your callings, your ministry, uh, the fruit of your your ministry. Uh, we, we love what you did at Northwest University. We'd love for you to come and do it for the whole university here at Southeastern. This was a big move because Lakeland, Florida is where the traditional campus currently of Southeastern University is located. So I would be moving, taking a leap from the West Coast to the East Coast. And I've never really been on the East Coast much just for visiting or a vacation. But now I'm coming to, and also not only on the East Coast, but I'm coming to somewhat of the South in the East Coast. So it's a, it's definitely a different culture. 
than the West Coast and definitely a different culture from the Northwest where I was coming from. So it was a a huge leap that resulted in a brand new geographical move, a leap. And, uh, and I'm, but I'll tell you, and I've been here now 12 years, 12 years. Oh, wow. And, and, and we have seen tremendous growth at this university and it's just been a joy to create networks. Again, we only had one campus when we started. And at that time, the enrollment was about 2,200 students. Today, we have over 10,000 students and we have over 200 sites again, nation and worldwide. So we're providing, and the big key is we're providing accessible, affordable, and experiential faith-based education to these amazing students that God is raising up to serve to serve Christ. Mm-hmm. I love that. That's such a powerful story. I want to know, going back to when you had to make that decision to move, tell me a little bit about how you processed that. What did it look like for you to say, yes, we're going to do that, do this? Because we get a lot of good opportunities, but knowing that it's a God divine orchestrated right, opportunity. Right. Well, again, I, I follow what I call the divine design process. And, and again, we teach that actually here at Southeastern, but what I do, it's, it's self-reflection. Actually, it's a daily tool, you know, uh, a weekly tool, a monthly tool. And I do, I utilize it as a yearly tool in the sense that once a year I get away for a couple of weeks and just get alone with God to make sure I'm listening, learning, discerning God's voice for what may be next. What is that next leap possibly, or what new initiatives does you know, God want me to be involved in, in my current context. And so what I would do is, is just go through a reflect. And a lot of times I journal this reflection process. And as you journal, something about journaling awakens everything even more in your heart, in your mind, in your soul. And, and I just began to, okay, what are the needs of Southeastern University? What are my gifts? What am I passionate about? Do they fit? And if they fit, then I know this is the leap. And then I also ask, as I said earlier, God, give me uh, voices that can help me to confirm. And again, God never fails on that for me. He'll, he'll have, you know, someone call or send a note or, or you'll have a conversation. Um, and, and all of a sudden they'll speak that change in your life and, and you can get that confirmation. But again, that's how I've always made the right. Cause yeah, you, you were right when you said, you know, we get all kinds of opportunities and, and there's probably not a week that doesn't go by that I don't get a call about something. And, but, but what I do is I apply this, you know, what I, it's a framing process for me to evaluate and, and look at my gifts and my skills and my passions and who are the people God has placed in my life. And does that fit with what this call is all about or this leap is all about? If so, I'm going to do it. If, if not, then I can say no, that this doesn't fit my design. It doesn't fit what God is doing in my life. So for me, it has become easier as I continue to, throughout my life, take the kind of leaps that I've, I've had the privilege to take. You know, when we go from grade school, we go from first grade to second grade to third grade. We don't think anything about it. But then when we become adults, we almost become hesitant to the the fact that God will continue to lead us into these different leaps. But when you know that this is what God is saying and he's guiding you and he's leading you and you have this process of just seeking God, you right. can confidently say yes. and You can confidently say no based off of knowing who he is and how he's constantly shown himself throughout your life. So I love that so much. Now, can you tell us just as you look back over the landscape of your life into this point, 
What is one just central theme that you have found God to speak over you or to to call you into consistently? Why like why is He constantly putting you in these spaces? So it's a, a biblical okay. passage, Ephesians two ten. That is the theme that definitely I lean on and and uh, flow with in terms of of understanding the leaps that I need to walk through. And and that simply says uh, and and every day. Kent, you are a masterpiece. It says in Ephesians 2.10, a masterpiece. I uniquely created you, made you something special, something beautiful. You are a unique masterpiece created in Christ Jesus. So do you want to unlock that masterpiece? Then you get in touch with Jesus. You have relationship with him. And as you grow in your relationship, then you begin to be able to walk in the good works, which it says he has prepared for us. In fact, it goes on and say he prepared this long, long ago. How long ago? All we have to do is go to Psalm 139, where it declares, in your mother's womb, I was knitting you together, creating you and preparing every day of your life that you would live before you took your first breath. So that is the theme that I follow. That is what is is real to me in the sense of being able to understand when I need to take the right leap, when I need to make the right change, and just continue to follow his destiny. This has been such a full conversation, Kent. Thank you so much. Before we wrap up our time, there's two questions that I always like to ask at the end. What is your next leap and where can people find you? Yeah, well, my my next leap, so to speak, is at this point, you know, God still has me here at Southeastern, but but I'm always leaping into new new initiatives, new ways to do higher education that gives student access. So we're we're launching quite a few opportunities, a, a new leap. I mentioned earlier we're we're going into Argentina because the president of Argentina actually reached out to Southeastern University, said, we do not have a faith-based evangelical university in the country of Argentina. We would like Southeastern to be uh, our academic partner. That is a a leap within our university where we can say, yes, that resonates with our mission. And so we're ready to step in and provide accessible, affordable, uh, experiential education to many students across the nation of Argentina. Mm, That's going to be amazing, Kent. That sounds awesome. What a blessing. What an open door. That's what we see as we walk in obedience to God. He continues to just open doors that we could not imagine whatsoever. So if someone wants to connect with you, learn more about you, learn more about the university, how can they do that? Yeah, they can. I'm, I'm on Twitter. I'm on Instagram. I uh, have a website, kentingle.com that you can go to. And then of course, connect to all of those as well. And there is listed a lot of leadership resources, uh, the books that I've written and so forth that uh, hopefully will be an encouragement to people. And can you tell us just a little bit about one or two of the books and the heart behind them? Yeah, um, I wrote a book called Nine Disciplines of Enduring Leadership, disciplines that I think if we apply to our lives, we will always recognize when to make the right leap. And uh, the discipline, for example, uh, the discipline of self-awareness, learning how to develop that system that recognizes your gifts, your abilities, your passion, so forth. There's the the discipline of self-management, which is all about holistic health. How do you develop physically, mentally, spiritually, socially in a way that allows you to walk in your calling? And then I list other disciplines there, discipline of generosity and discipline of relationships and, and so forth that will encourage you. Then I wrote a book called Framework Leadership, which is actually a system of stewardship. 
I believe whenever you lead organizations, you want to be a systems thinker. You understand the big picture vision, but you have to understand how all the different parts of that organization interconnect, interrelate to each other. You need a system. And uh, and we use framework leadership. In fact, I have a podcast called Framework Leadership that focuses on that. But that book goes into detail, the system that we use to frame us to get to the next level of growth in our organization. Well, we will make sure that we link all of the books, the podcasts, all the things so that everyone can stay connected with you. Well, Ken, thank you again so much for joining me on the podcast and everything that you shared with us today. Oh, thank you. What a privilege to be with you today. Thank you so much for tuning in to today's episode. I hope you were inspired by what you heard and you're even more encouraged to trust God with your next leap. Before you go, I want to invite you to visit thefiveleaps.com to learn more about upcoming guests helpful resources, and our text community support, all intended to help you prepare to take your next leap. Enjoy the rest of your day. And remember, God can do more with our willingness than he could ever do with our worthiness.